Hello and hola everyone! Welcome back to Figuring It Out. My name is Alberto, but my friends call me Albert or Albie. Today, I am joined with a very special guest, my friend, Asada Monet! Hello! <laughs> I am so happy to have Asada on the podcast. The audio today might be a little wonky because I actually don't have my professional microphone plugged in. But that's okay, because we have a great episode. Asada, why don't we start off with how we know each other briefly? Okay, yeah. So me and Albert met in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we were friends from then. I feel like my first like memory is as going to Beyonce. <laughs> like I always think about that. I'm like, wow, we really did just I like... remember we used to hang out in that one science teacher's room. Was yeah. his name Mr. Lawrence? Mr. Lawrence, yeah. Oh my gosh, we used to hang out in his room. And then I have like this picture of us, I think like junior year. Like yes. I, we have so much like baby fat and like baby acne. Oh my gosh, I saw that, yeah. And like we're holding like baby ducks in Mr. Lawrence's room. But yes. then I remember we got, then we went to the Beyonce concert and then mm-hmm. we like lost touch for a lot of bit. And then yes. we reconnected in the pandemic, which yes. is like how we like circled back and being friends. And like, it's so funny because- there, I'm doing an episode as well on like lifelong friendships and I remember right. sitting across from you like at that table and just talking and shooting the shit yeah. and just being like oh okay like you're a friend for life again you know? <laughs> yeah. and it's funny how that works energy yes no really and we were talking for so long that day it was pouring rain. <laughs> I remember it was sitting out there. <laughs> mon- no, I don't think people understand. Like pouring rain does not do it justice. It was like no. monsooning, and yes. we were just like sitting under an umbrella. Like yeah, okay. no, yeah. <laughs> and the people at the restaurant were like, "You need to leave." <laughs> we were having a good time though. It was good. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm so happy to have you on today because today's topic is all about self love what it is, how do we cultivate it? What does it look like? And I just feel like you are, you and I are very similar in the sense that we wake up every day and we're like, how can I be a better version of myself? Which is a rare quality in people. So if you're one of those people, good for you. Yes. But I think like self-love is such like a good starting point with this because when you practice self-love, like you're going to figure out who you are. You're going to figure out how you relate to people. You're going to be the best version of you each and every day. Right. Uh, so why don't we start like defining what self-love means for us? I don't know if you want to go first. Sure. Um, I feel like when I think about self-love, I think about honoring my needs. Mm. So I feel like when it comes to like defining it, I would go along the lines of just saying like, it's honoring what you need, listening to yourself and kind of making things fit for you in a sense. Mm. And yeah, I feel like I would, I feel like that's like my basis of it all. Honestly. I love that meeting your needs. I love that you say like meeting your own needs because I think self-love is just like, for me, it's just like treating myself as a people pleaser Actually, mm-hmm. let me reframe. As a former people pleaser, yes. this is 2023 <laughs> Albi, former people pleaser, yes. I've begun treating myself the way I used to treat other people. So yes. giving myself the benefit of the doubt. And when I mess up, treating myself with compassion. 
and talking to myself how I would talk to a friend and taking myself out to nice dates. If I want to treat myself to a nice dinner, I treat myself to that nice dinner. So like to me, that is self-love. And I think like so many people, we're so hard on ourselves. We bully ourselves. We are so mean to ourselves. And like, that is something, as you know, I've like done my whole life. And I read this book called Self-Compassion and it's by Kristen Neff, if anyone's ever read it. And the whole thing, she just talks about like what, there's no productivity in just speaking to yourself poorly and putting yourself down. Like if you have, if you mess up at work, what are you accomplishing and telling yourself you're so stupid, you're going to get fired, you're going to get laid off, rather than just saying, you know what, I'm a human, I made a mistake, I know better now going forward, and it won't happen again. Yes. It's like, yeah, remembering that you are a friend of yourself, like knowing that, like, how would you talk to your friends in this situation? How would you talk to someone you cared about in this Mm -hmm. situation? Like, that's what I think about when it comes to like, certain situations I'm dealing with. I'm like, what would I tell my friend? Or what would I tell Mm -hmm. a loved one? Like, how would I want them to talk to themselves or deal with this? And then you do it to yourself. Like, we are always the meanest to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, no one else is going to talk to you that way. And it's like, why do we do that? It's bizarre. And I do think maybe sometimes it comes from, like, if you had... People say, like, if you had a very critical parent or I think, you know, I'm the oldest sibling, which I've learned older siblings tend to, like, put a lot more pressure on on themselves, typically because they're expected to be the example. So, like, I think for me it kind of comes from that. But sometimes I just think that's the way you're wired. And if you're a perfectionist, that's super normal. But I think, like, you know, this is your moments now if you are not yeah. a self-lover to become a self-lover yes. <laughs> fine. So, okay. how do you think how do you think you cultivate self-love i think it starts with like as soon as you wake up honestly like how are you starting your day what are you kind of indulging first thing in the morning how are you creating certain routines for yourself? Like, I think it begins there because all of those things make up what the rest of the energy may look like for the rest of the day or how you may react to certain things throughout the rest of the day. So I feel like in the morning I try some days are different than others, but I try to do like affirmations. Mm. I try to do some sort of journaling or something kind of for myself. And then I go from there. So maybe I'll start my breakfast. I'll, get ready for work or whatever it is. Like these are the things that I feel like set the tone for the rest of your day and how you are going to react to different things throughout your day and your mindset in general. So for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that focusing on like just wellness activities of like journaling and I'm sorry, what else did you say? Just morning routines, how you start your day. I love patience. I love the idea of like morning routine, practicing journaling, things like that. In my journal, I practice gratitude and I also do appreciation. So I write three things about myself that I really, really like mm-hmm. is something that you kind of take a step back and you're, cause I've asked people like, well, what do you like about yourself? And they kind of pause and they're like, 
but I'm sure they could give you a thousand things they don't like. Right. So just taking those like five minutes, not even 30 seconds to just jot down three things you like about yourself in a journal each day yeah. and change them up and like keep them fresh. It's just a very, you kind of remember your worth. And I, I think also self-love, I was listening to this other podcast and he was talking about, you know, people say like, oh, self-love, like I'm going to treat myself to a glass of wine. I'm going to treat myself to like a cigarette at the end of the day, which is like, okay, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not a stranger to a little tequila sunrise, a little margarita on a Friday night. Like, but he was kind of making the argument like, no, like real self-love is like a practice of like meditating and like clearing your minds from the day and like unwinding and like stretching your body and like working out and doing things that make your body feel good and make you feel healthy, which I thought was a really interesting spin. Don't get me wrong. I still think pouring yourself a drink at the end of the day is a practice of self-love. You know, if you're doing it like, you know, six drinks Monday to Friday, like, okay, let's sit down and have a talk. <laughs> but that's different. Right. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah, I just think being mindful of that and being mindful of those practices is really important. And once you start to practice those things, you cultivate self-love. And I think exactly. you start to recognize your own worth. Right. I also think something you and I are very good at you and I are really good at being alone. Yes. And it's my specialty. <laughs> well, okay. Can you talk about what you did for your birthday? Cause I, oh. I think that's so cool. Yes. Okay. So for my birthday, I did have something with my friends, of course, cause I love you guys and I want to like spend my time with you guys. So I did that on Friday. And then the Saturday of my birthday, I had just like, alone time. So I went to the spa, I got a massage, I got a facial. And then after that, I stayed in a hotel in the city and my hotel had a rooftop. So I went upstairs for the rooftop and I got a little drink. I was dancing, I was eating and I was alone the whole time, but there was people around me and obviously, and I was like talking to them and just uh, some people are just so like welcoming that like I was upstairs they saw me like eating and then after I was done like some people came over they were like how you been like what's going on they were just like Mm -hmm. sending out compliments and I was like the gentleman oh good yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah or the ladies the ladies yeah it was like a mix but there was like the two guys that I was talking to they were really cool and they were just really nice and that was like my birthday is in 10 minutes. Like you guys have to say happy birthday with me when it, it, the clock turns 12 and they're like, yes. So 12 o'clock came. They're like, Woo, it's Asana's birthday. And it was like complete strangers, but it just felt so nice and it was really fun. And I was a- able to just like have that alone time, like during the night and during the day before mm-hmm. for myself. And then I obviously like met up with you guys the next morning for brunch but just having that night to myself was really nice and like having to pamper myself was really nice and just being able to like be alone or like be present in the spaces that you're in was like really important to me. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first, 
because I think like there's this whole thing with being alone, like growing up, like you don't want to be the kid that's sitting alone at the lunch table. Like that's like, you don't want to be that person. And like, it's so embarrassing to like, even like I remember in high school, like walking in the hallway by yourself. It felt like, like insane. Like, I thought it was about to be hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's going to do it? <laughs> but like, I remember last, was it, uh, it was October. Oh, it was, October of 2021. Yeah. Kim Petras, my girl, was yes. playing in Asbury Park and I was going with a friend. The friend bailed last minute and I was hitting everyone up to like, yeah. please come to this concert with me. People I hadn't talked to in so long. I, I was remember, hitting them up. Yeah. And I was like, finally, I was like, ugh. I'm about to go to this concert by myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I love Kim Petras. Like, this is, I'm just going to go. I'll have fun. And like, I remember driving down and literally being like, this is so embarrassing. I'm going to a concert by myself. I remember and I was like, I was like, you know, and like the whole ride down, I wasn't even looking forward to it that much. And I remember, oh, this is so embarrassing. Like now that I'm like, you know, a mature 24, <laughs> as a mature 24 year old that the 20, to me oh maybe i was 23 at the time yeah. that's awkward that the, 20, <laughs> uh, that the young naive me did not see yeah. i was like i remember i like went to the bar it was ga too so it's just the floor i remember i made a reddit post and i was like anyone going to the kim petras concert by themselves in asbury park and people were like responding yeah and i was like gonna just like meet up with those people and i was like uh, whatever like no I'm not gonna meet up whatever I ended up not meeting up with them right. and I remember I went to the concert and it was at like Stone Pony Asbury Park New Jersey I went to the bar I got my little white claw mm -hmm. and I was like I remember being like oh there's other people that are here by themselves too and then I was like standing in the back and I was like okay why am I just not gonna go to the front so right. I went like yeah. right to the front yeah that was the most fun I had ever had at a concert because first of all, it's general admission. Mm -hmm. No one even notices you're there by yourself. So if you're actually insecure about being there by yourself, no one even notices. Number exactly. one, number two, everyone was jumping and dancing and stuff. You make friends while you're there. Yes. And like people were literally like, Oh, like where are your friends? They'd be like, Oh, I actually came by myself. My friend canceled. And they'd be like, wait, that's so cool. And I'd be like, yes. yeah, I, I just really love Kim Petras. I came because I wanted to listen to the music. Right. And I left and I was like, that was the most fun I've ever had a, at a concert. I would have had so much. That was more fun than me dragging a friend mm -hmm. who didn't want to go to the concert to begin with. Exactly. And like forcing them to like the music and like checking in and making sure they're okay. Yep. Like that was so much more fun. Yep. I, yeah. I remember when you were like thinking about that and you're like, who am I going to bring? Like, what am I going to do? And like, <laughs> I had that same experience just when I, the first time I saw SZA, like mm -hmm. I saw her alone and that was like a big thing for me because I was like 19, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I was 19. It was like in Brooklyn. I was supposed to go. Shout out Brooklyn. Shout out Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm a Brooklyn transplant, but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I'm dead. I was supposed to go with um, my ex at the time, then broke up, and I just like had my moment. I was like, I'm, I'm here. I'm single. I'm ready to go. So I was in general admission. I was really nervous at first, but then again, like you said, you're around so many people that are like just ready to like feel the energy, be there, have an exciting moment, having a nice night, all at once. So it's like you feel fine. You feel good. And it turns out to be 
a wonderful, wonderful experience. I feel like everyone should go to a concert at least once by themselves. And it was kind of like a full circle moment for me because I saw SZA this year. Yes. And I was going through the same exact Same Same ex, different breakup. (laughs) Different breakup. But it was like, it was so like, oh my God, I'm here again. But I'm like, I'm loving every moment that I'm in. Like you just, you're grateful for the things that happen. You're grateful for where you are right now. And you're like, here I am, SZA, again, me and you, girl. Like, I'm loving yes. it. And I was talking to people at the concert, and it was just a great and night. We were probably also going through breakups. Right. <laughs> right. I was, like, really seeing all the words, like, yes. Yeah. Like, if you wonder if I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was good, though, but. I think too like so I actually I went to Bad Bunny by myself over the summer and like not a lot of my I guess now I have more friends that listen to Bad Bunny but like I kind of when that concert got released I was like I will probably have to go to this by myself yeah you just like make friends with the people next to you and like the girl next to me like her and I started to vibe and like you, you just meet people and like it forces you to be the extroverted version of yourself and like you right. feel more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And like even I actually went to, I think everyone should also do a trip by themselves. You're I, good at those. I, <laughs> I, I want one. <laughs> so I went to Colombia by yes. myself and I was going through it a lot at the time. Uh, my dog had just died. I was going uh, through a little bit of like a breakup kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Also thought I was going to get evicted from my apartment. Yeah, there's a lot happening. <laughs> there was just a lot in the blender at the moment. Right. <laughs> and so I went to Colombia by myself. And I remember when I booked it, I booked that trip specifically being like, I am going by myself. If yeah. a friend wants to come, I'm telling them no. Yeah. Yeah. Per. And Thanks. I... I stayed in hostels and I stayed with, and I speak Spanish. So like, obviously it was fine and like communicated. Yeah. I wouldn't maybe second guess it. If you're like going to like Bangladesh and you don't speak the language, yeah, maybe you want maybe to take a step back. Yeah, maybe both a friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But so I went by myself and I just, it was amazing because I got to like see the country, just like sit with myself and just like process everything I was going through. And like, you meet so many people and like, I met couples that were really fun and they were my friends for the day. And like, I met this, like this mother, they were from Miami and it was her family. And she's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm from Miami, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking and she's like, I used to do solo trips all the time when I was your age. Like, I think that's amazing. And also when you're in a hostel, you make friends, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so I actually have a friend that I made on the trip who lives in Brooklyn and he yeah. came to my Christmas party, yeah. like a Krampus party, excuse me. We had a Krampus party <laughs> and uh, it was so funny. Cause like, this is so funny. I met you in Colombia. And we just both happen to live in Brooklyn and now you're at my Crazy, yeah. Yeah. And it's also nice because like, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. I don't have to deal with, you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's amazing to travel with friends. But like, I think that trip to Columbia, I remember coming back and just feeling so much better because I was like, granted, well, I did like die in Medellin, yeah, I had like, yeah. I almost passed out. I had like, I was by myself, I had a 103 fever, and my like poor roommates were from Spain, and they were like, I think algo. And I was like, no, just let me die in my bed. And like, you look terrible. 
You're like, no, it's good. It's good though. It's good. Which is also funny because I, so when I was in uh, Salento, which is a coffee district, I thought I was going to pass out and I was too embarrassed to like wake anyone up because they were all sleeping. It was like 4 a.m. And I thought I was going to blow up and pass out. I was too embarrassed to like wake any of them up. Yeah. Like, hi, my name's Alberto and I think I'm dying. Yeah. So I just like took like Motrin because they don't have Tylenol in Colombia, like crawled back into my bed. And someone said to me, they're like, that's great that you're fine being alone and being an independent but next time you think you're gonna pass out i need you to not be independent yeah (laughs) start asking for help (laughs) right like which is the other thing ask for help when you need it that's something i don't do right and it's not weakness it doesn't mean you're incapable it means you just recognize when you need help yes and that's self-love too self-love is knowing what you need so i feel like that's a big step right there and just understanding that exactly for real. I think too, like being comfortable being alone, it's not like, okay. I mean, we keep saying like practice self-love and like, this seems like so obvious, but like when you love truly like love yourself unconditionally, which I think is, you don't just wake up one day and love yourself unconditionally. And I'm not saying I love myself fully unconditionally yet either. I mean, something I've been trying to get better on this year, like I mean, Asada, how many times do we go out to dinner and eat a slice of pizza? And I'm like, I'm so fucking fat. Yeah. And I like <laughs> put myself down. And it's ridiculous because it's yeah. like my worth is not defined by like how what you look. I look. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the stupidest thing. And it's like something I've been challenging myself to be like, well, what if I was like 50 pounds overweight? Would I still love myself? Yeah. And I think that's like a really interesting question. Yeah. I feel like it's it's internal you know what i mean like and truly understanding what unconditional love is is like very hard for people sometimes mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it when you understand like what unconditional love is and how that shows up and how you're showing up for yourself so it's very internal it's very mental it's like not just about what you're seeing but like your motives on doing certain things for yourself or doing certain things for other people, you know? Yeah. And I just think if, I think for people who have maybe not been shown unconditional love by whether, whether they were growing up or like if they're getting out of a really difficult relationship, it's hard to foster that self-love and confidence and you're going to be acting out in ways that are not great. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, when you truly, truly love yourself, Mm -hmm. like the whole idea of being alone is not scary to you. Right. And you are, you're comfortable being alone. Like I, I'm the single boy. (laughs) I'm always single, which I'm comfortable with. Like I'm, listen, yes, having been in two relationships question mark yeah. uh <laughs> yeah in the gay community they're considered relationships. They, yes they are <laughs> uh, i've realized like okay yeah i do think that when you spend your time with someone who loves you and you love them back that is the ideal and that is i think that is amazing yeah but i also recognize that like because I know myself and love myself and I understand my self-worth, I'm not going to stay in a relationship that isn't serving me or adding weight 
or, and not even just like romantic relationships. I'm talking about like friendships too. Like I have a standard of what, I don't want to say what I expect from a friend because every friendship relationship, whatever looks different. But if you're like not respecting me and not valuing me and valuing my time and my energy and what I'm putting into our friendship relationship, then I'm not going to stay. And I think that a lot of people, because I know a lot of them, uh, are scared to be alone. Yeah. And I just see a lot of my friends, acquaintances as well, put up with a lot of, just a lot of shit that is not worth it. Like, and I was, I, I think like, it would just be so much better for you to just be alone and not have this person. Yes. And it's like, you can understand that everyone tolerates something differently, right? And everyone has different expectations within their relationships and their friendships as well. But it's like, you can also recognize when something, someone or someone is not being treated correctly, you know, or is not getting what they need and they're just giving, 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 giving. And there's no balance. There's no structure. You know what I mean? So I feel like, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot to think about when it comes to what that means for people. Yeah. And I think that when you know your worth, Mm -hmm. which comes from like practicing everything we've talked about, like, I just think you're not going to let yourself be in an unhealthy bond or an unhealthy relationship or an unhealthy friendship. And like, it's also about being able to stick up for yourself when you're like not being respected. And if someone, I remember, hmm, (laughs) like, should I tell this story? (laughs) I remember I was dating someone and things were seemingly going really well. And I started to just sense, like, you know, in your gut, when mm-hmm. you sense something, like the mind is like, no, it's fine. And you look at the facts, you're like, you're, it's fine. Yeah. But your gut is like, something is not no. freaking fine, baby. No, I, <laughs> I remember feeling like there was a pull. Yeah. And I just noticed them like reaching out less, like not wanting to make plans as much. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I was like, whatever, relationships, communication, let me bring this up. Right. So I brought it up, and I remember the last time I saw them was Labor Day. Right. That Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that whole week and weekend went by. That whole week had gone by. So that next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday had gone by. And we finally hung out on Saturday. So what? That's like 11 days of not seeing the person. Which is insane. And I was the one that made the plans for that weekend, which is fine. Like that shit happened. Listen, that shit is going to happen sometimes in relationships. You don't. Yeah. But I just felt like, okay, I feel like I'm the one that keeps like making the plans to a point where I'm like bothering this person to hang out with me. And it should not feel like a bother. So I was like, you know what? Let me just bring it up. I remember I brought it up and I was like, hey, I have not heard from you in a long time or seen you in a long time. And he goes, wait, a good, a, a good amount of time. Yeah, I wait. I think I was very patient. It's like after like three, four days, I would have been like, hello. Like, I don't know. Like sometimes it happens where like 10 days go by and you're like, Oh shit. 10 days went by. But yeah. I, I, ju- I just knew I felt it. And so yeah. I was like, 
hey, like I haven't heard from you in a long time. And he goes, I knew this was coming. And I was yeah, like, well, let's it. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, well, let's talk about it. And I was like, I just like feel like maybe like I, I'm not asking for a lot to think like if 11 days go by or nine days or whatever, like I would appreciate just like a phone call, which to me sounds very reasonable. I wasn't saying every nine days you have to call me. I wasn't saying like every third day at 10 PM you have to like, I think I was being so reasonable. Yes, It's, it's human decency. Correct. <laughs> this man, the way he reacted, you literally would have thought I asked him to sell me his left nut. <laughs> He literally was like, well, that's too much of an expectation to like ask for a phone call after 11 days. And I was like, what? And then he's like, like, that's just like too much of an expectation. And like, that's like, and I was literally like, I remember sitting there across from this person and just being like, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like you can tell me you love me, but the idea of me asking you to call me after 11 days I'm not seeing, not even like, not e- I wasn't asking you to like take me out to a Michelin star restaurant. I was asking for a phone call. Like, looking back, is basic. Literally. And I remember in that moment thinking, because yeah. I'm always so scared of coming across as needy. Right. Yeah. You never want to be needy. But I remember in that moment being like, this is such a reasonable ask considering where we are like if it was like at that stage where it was like granted looking back that relationship did move really fast but i was like if we were at that stage of like oh we had gone on two dates at this point like no we were fully spending like three or four days at each other's apartments we were saying i love you like and and then like me being like hey could i get a phone call maybe was like "Uh, uh," like that was (laughs) literally literally. and also i was like of all the things to like fight me on this is not it yeah like if you want to like save your battles for when i am being unreasonable that doesn't work for me because and it's not cocky yeah but there's a lot of men out there that would really love if I were going to make them a priority. Yes. If I was going to spend time with them. If I asked them to call me more. Right. There's a lot of men out there that would want that. And it's not me being cocky, but it's I know what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I know someone is going to value and respect that. And I remember just being like, this is done. It's over. And just being like, I don't care anymore Like how nice it feels when we are together. Mm-hmm. I am not being respected in the way that I'm not being loved in the way that I love myself. It's not matching and it's not surpassing. So like it felt really good as sad as it was to end things to be like, you know what? I am not getting my needs met. I am comfortable meeting my own needs. I'm comfortable spoiling myself. I know that I don't, while it's going to hurt and it's going to suck, not like having this person to go to bed with every night. I know that I'll be more than fine on alone. Yeah. That's, I was so proud of you after that. (laughs) Well, you did cry when I told you we ended things. I was like, I like, obviously I had love for the person because when I met them, I was like, they just seem really cool, really nice, whatever. But it's like, 
you have to think about everything else, you know? And like, mm. obviously that's firsthand, like first impressions t- kind of thing. And I'm, he's still a good person, but it's just right. like- no, no, I don't want, okay, clarifying really in case yeah, he does like, listen to this, he actually is a really amazing person. I don't want people to be like, well, fuck that guy. No, um, not at all. <laughs> no, he is a really amazing person. Yes, he is. But I was <laughs> I was just very proud of you for like recognizing what you needed in that moment and taking action because it's like a lot of us recognize what we need and we're like I know I deserve better, but then we sit there and we say stagnant and we're like well, maybe this will change or maybe that will change. We're like hoping, 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 hoping and it's like if there's no communication happening or there's no action being done, it's not going to change. So you have to understand like okay, I can communicate this right now. See how it goes after that. If it's still the same, it's still always going to be the same. So just the fact that you decided to communicate that, you heard both sides, you gathered the information you needed in that moment. And you're like, you know what? This isn't good for me right now. This isn't right for me right now. I'm going to leave this here. I can be grateful for the experience and then move on from it. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like, like we're saying, you got to know your freaking worth. Yes. And that goes beyond like relationships. Like at work, I hate when I hear people like sometimes I hear how people at their employers talk to them and there's a way to stick up for yourself professionally. Yes. Like I remember I did one job. It was a set job. And this girl was asking me to do something that was like, I was a production assistant at the time, which anyone who doesn't work on sets or in film or anything like they, what you know about production assistants is like, they literally just like run copies or like they do like runs to like Walgreens to get something they need in last minute. They do the lunch or like they just, yeah. they do such like basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like basic stuff. And she was asking me to do something that a coordinator would do, which was like basically navigate how everyone on set was going to do this like full company midday move to another part of the city. And I was like, okay, cool. Like she's trusting me with this. I want to do a good job. This is something that an assistant wouldn't do, but let me like take this opportunity to prove myself. And I remember I kept asking her questions just like, wait, okay, so this is what has to happen. And just, she lost her patience with me and goes, you know what? I'm done. This is what I didn't want to happen. And like threw her hands in the air, raised her voice at me. And I literally like took a breath. Yeah. And like, it was in front of a bunch of people too. And everyone was like, Oh shit. Humiliating a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're, you know, when you're on that end of the totem pole, people just think they can talk to you however they want. Right. And so I remember I just like took, took pause. (laughs) And I was like, listen, I want to do this to the best of my ability. This mm-hmm. is something that's beyond the role of an assistant and I want to do it really well. And I'm asking you questions because I want to do it really well. And you throwing your hands in the air and raising your voice at me is not accomplishing anything. Period. A little bit of sass <laughs> at the ends, but you know, that's my own personal twist. Right. <laughs> but that's, I'm not going, there's a way to stick up for yourself professionally. And just because you're my boss does not yeah. mean I'm going to allow you to talk to me like Any I'm way, yeah. like an idiot. And yeah. also, like by practicing that and sticking up for myself, like she ended up apologizing like multiple times. And even after the job ended, she's like, I just want to say I'm so sorry for the way I spoke to you that day. That was not okay. Oh, yeah. And I was like, 
Yeah, it wasn't. But <laughs> and see, you created that. You created that conversation. You communicated in that moment. You know what I mean? And it turned out for the better. Exactly. And yeah, I just think like sticking up for yourself and like this all again comes from knowing your worth and practicing self-love. Yeah. Yes. And understanding your needs. Yeah. So what, uh, continue. No, no. Yeah. I was just going to say just understanding your needs and like what you value, understanding certain boundaries and kind of honoring them, like really being like, no, this is not something that feels okay with me. This is not something that feels right. This is not how I want to be spoken to. This is not how I want to be treated. Yeah. Well, communicate that to that person because this is what I need right now. And that is self-love, loving and understanding what you need, you know? Yeah. So what other ways do you think that we can all cultivate more self-love? I think just practicing it daily. Honestly, you'll have different conversations and different experiences that come up and knowing how to react in those moments, knowing what fits for you in those moments are all ways that could start practicing and building that confidence within yourself, you know? Yeah. I also think too, like, I mean, we did touch on this, but even like some, like I remember at the end of the year last year, I had a couple of extra like vacation days and I was like, okay. And I just did like some staycation. So I like would take the Friday and then I like go get like a pedicure and like a massage or something like treat myself, finding those little ways to treat myself. And like, I know like that stuff can like start to add up, but just like you find little things that bring you joy and like bring, bringing yourself that kind of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know. Do you have any bad friendship stories or anything that you want to share that you had to like detach from, or you don't want to share? You know um, me, I'm an oversharer. So I'm probably going to get like <laughs> lots of phone calls once these are released. Like, Hey girl. So, uh, <laughs> By the way, I heard that little story you told about me while you didn't use my name. <laughs> they like know exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't use your name, but I did reveal the exact location we were, the exact <laughs> day, what color shirt you were wearing. You're so funny. No, yeah. I feel like I do have a couple stories, honestly, recently where I felt like... I, yeah, it just... Yeah, it's like I was kind of taking control of like what worked best for me in those moments, you know? Like, I had a recent friend um, that I kind of just started distancing myself from not just without telling her, I did communicate this with them and I did have a conversation with them because I think it's important. You can't just like ghost and like leave and distance. Like I think if you care enough about that person and depending on the situation, I feel like most situations still honestly need to be communicated. So yeah, any situation you're in, just learn to communicate them in the best way that you can. But for me, I just wasn't feeling like she was being the greatest friend to me or had the best intentions for me. And there was just different situations that we would go through where I would see how she would like react or how she would say certain things. And I was like, I don't really like that. That doesn't really make me feel good. That doesn't make me feel like you have my best interest. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make me feel like you care for me. I care for myself. I wouldn't treat myself this way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat you this way. So it's like, this needs to be talked about. So we ended up having a conversation. She was very apologetic and it went well. 
we still decided to like distance ourselves because again, that was just the decision we came to, what we concluded to at the end of it all. But um, yeah, it felt good to talk about it. It felt good to like stick up for myself in those moments. Yeah. It felt good to, like bring up these things to this person. And also sometimes people don't even realize what they're doing to you unless you tell them. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one for me. I was like, I do wish I kind of brought these situations up to her earlier because it could have made it maybe been discussed then and it could have like maybe been worked out a little bit better then, but I didn't. And that's something I'm going to learn for the future, but I'm still happy that I communicated it with her and I'm still happy we talked about it, you know? Yeah. I think the key is like, I would not treat myself this way. I wouldn't treat someone I love this way. So like, why am I going to tolerate it from someone else? And like kind of going back to my story that I said earlier about the relationship. Right. I want to emphasize, it's not that I need that treatment from other men, but I know that I treat myself that way. Yeah. It's just an expectation. I would, yeah. It's, what is that saying? Like, if it gives you weight, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. If something is giving you weight, let it go. And I said to a friend recently who was going through a situation with one friend who she's uh, continuously having problems with. Uh, I said to her, you know, I think there are people who like you and are your friends and hang out with you from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I think there are people that are in your corner. Like I know. Yes. But truthfully, I feel like I only surround myself with people who are in my corner. And like, I keep my distance not distance, but there's a boundary of the people who I maybe don't think they're in my corner all the time. Right. And like you, I know you are in my corner. Like I know (laughs) something, someone was saying something about me. You would have my back a thousand percent. You'd tell me about it. But I also know when I'm out here acting up, acting a fool, you're going to hit me up and be like, uh, yeah, this is not cute. Check yourself. Yeah. Which are like the best kind of bonds. And they all come from practicing self-love. Love love. love. Yeah. You start attracting that energy. So like the more you're putting that energy out, the more it comes and those type of people come closer to you. And all of a sudden everyone around you is like, yes, we're here for you. I'm here for myself. We're here for each other. Like, this is good. Like, It just feels really nice, you know? Exactly. Now, to put a nice little bow on this entire episode, let's just say, what are the big takeaways? Love yourself unconditionally, which comes from daily practice of journaling, write three things about yourself that you like. Right. And if you can't think of three, try really hard. There's got to literally say you like the shirt you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't, you know, what? if you can't think of three, go do something like go on a run down the street and be like, I like that I went on a run today. Yes. Uh, start doing affirmations. Affirmations are great. To, like start kind of training your mind to get in that mindset, you know, um, doing things that, you know, will benefit you in the future, even though you don't really like to do it right now. Like mm-hmm. me uh, working out. it's so hard for me to get up sometimes like I know I'll feel better afterwards or I know I'll feel better about myself in the future so like that's what I'm gonna do or like eating a certain way like eating healthy or like trying to eat a little bit more clean in a sense like all these different things whatever you feel like will benefit you in the future and will make you feel better about yourself in the future like start taking the little steps now to get there 
Exactly. Practice self-compassion. Next time you quote unquote mess up, be kind to yourself. Just like take a breath and think what you would say to a friend. Don't let yourself tell you're stupid. Don't put yourself down. There's so Mm -hmm. many studies that show like if you're just kinder to yourself, you're so much more productive, you're happier. So take a pause and just practice self-compassion. Get comfortable being alone. Challenge yourself to do like one thing alone. Yeah. If you really struggle to be alone, literally like go through like the Taco Bell drive through and or like go into Taco Bell and just eat alone. Yeah. So no one is judging you. Yeah. No one cares as much as we think that they care. Literally. You, one of my favorite things to say to people is you're not that important. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, and it's so raw, but it's like, yeah. Like, it's like so- when people are like, oh my gosh, I think I'm like, people are staring at me. I'm literally like, no offense. You're not that important. Yes. <laughs> it's so true though. It's honestly, I like tell my mom that cause she like thinks a lot about like other things in that, situ- in that way. And I'm like, mom, no one cares what you're doing. No one cares how you're going to go about this. Like you do what is best for you. What works for you. What will help you in the long run. However long that may take, however, how much time you need to put into it, but just start, start working towards it little by little. And it's not going to be like that every day. You have to understand that too. Like it's not going to look like this every day. Like you have to know that some days are better than others. Some days you have more, more motivation than others, but just honoring what you need in that moment is important and knowing what you need for the day is important and giving yourself that. So just really taking those things in, you know, really thinking about it. And soon you'll see those experiences with different relationships, different friends, different partners, and you can start practicing it then. And situations will come up where you're like, wait, let me communicate this. Or like, wait, is this something that makes me feel loved, good, accepted? Am I, am I working in my like higher self almost? I like to say that. So just know when you love yourself, you show up better not only for yourself, but for mm-hmm. everybody else. Yes, yes. And it feels good for everyone. And that, I think, is a great wrapping point. So where where can everyone find you? What's your your Instagram? Do you want to share my, TikTok, Instagram? My Instagram is Asada Monet, A-S-A-D-A-M-O-N-A-E. And then my TikTok is M-O-N-A-E dot X-O-X-O. Yeah. And I will put that in the show notes once I find yeah. out. Thank you so much for coming, Asada. Having me, I love this. Oh, I, I know you're so supportive. This is this is me establishing self love, putting myself out there, doing a podcast, not yes. caring what other people think, and cultivating the love of a friend <laughs> who will support me in it. Uh, yes. Thank you so much. I mean, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you this yes. weekend. <laughs> but thanks so much for coming, and I would just like to wish everyone a happy day ciao ciao make today yours yes see ya thank you so 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 much for tuning into this podcast i really appreciate it thank you for making sure my mom isn't the only one who tuned in this week if you liked this podcast i hope you will follow and leave a review and share with all your friends until next time everyone ciao ciao